Welcome back to the Northern Chorus Fantasy Pints podcast. Sean, how are you? I'm in utter shock that you just started the podcast. Felt like something different. You did, Mix you it t- up. You caught me off guard, but I'll, I'm going to go with it. I'm not going to make us stop and start again. Um, are you reporting live from New York? or is that, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the release mm-hmm. of this will be when you're in New York, but yep. we're kind of cheating time. Mm-hmm. I think so. How, how is that. it? How is it over there? I'm, I was going to try to do a whole spiel there and pretend that I'm already there and we've gone ahead and done a lot of stuff, but I, I don't have the brain power right now to try and do that and make a funny out of it. So we are pre-recording this. Uh, I'm due to fly to New York in four days. This podcast is due to be released in eight. Well, not specifically um, eight. We, we, we don't promise days now, do we? So it could be any any day. Eight-ish. Ish, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking forward to it. We've got loads of good stuff planned. Jess and I have never actually been um, together, but we have both been to New York in the past and done all the touristy stuff. So mm. we're looking forward to going and doing a few of the non-touristy, typical tour. Oh, I say that, but we're going to Niagara Falls, which is a huge tourist <clears> thing, <throat> obviously, outside of Manhattan. We're, we're taking a, I don't know if it's a coach trip. Jess has planned it up to Canada for that. Are you, te- are you taking the office along? Um, yeah, yeah. Creed. Pam's wedding. Creed yeah. And, uh, and the boys. Absolutely. Taking them good. all. That's a good point, actually. Could nip down to Scranton, get a picture at the uh, of the famous tower. Pen. Pen and pencil. Pen and paper. Pen and paper. Yeah, pen and paper. Yeah. Get a picture of that. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. Who knows? What's new with you? Not much. <laughs> I'm very jealous that you're going to New York. Um, I'm going to half of New York soon. I'm going to York, lovely, old York, old York. Yeah, uh, but that that's in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure it's it's on on a par with um, New York, but we'll soon find out. It's got Vikings. Has New York? I don't think so. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, very I don't true. think. It, sorry, um, a disclaimer. I don't think it still has Vikings. Mm. Don't think Old York does either. Old York. It's definitely something to do with Vikings about York. From yeah, well I... it's well, it's northeast, isn't it? Which is where the Vikings famously first invaded. My Viking knowledge isn't that great. I just know well, York. Watch the series, it's great. I've got Ragnar too many Lothbrook. series. Too too many Absolute series above that in my list to, to watch. Hero. I'm afraid. Um so anyway, this week consecutive weeks that you've missed yes and once um, again it was because you were on father duties so yeah. round of applause thanks. Glad, you, glad you did it because i was not i was not moving to do that then yeah thanks yeah um blossom again you know she's got uh chicken pox and needs my full attention unfortunately at the times that our podcasts are scheduled to be recorded. So yeah. I'll be able to give this one a miss as well. As I'm not a father, I can give our guests the full attention that they deserve and ask them silly yeah. questions about fantasy pints with musicians past or present. Did you thank her for giving you her valuable time? I didn't, um, but I'm sure whichever guest comes after in our next guest interview, when you're hopefully available, that you will thank them for their valuable time as you have done 
always so far this season. But yeah, this week it is a new music guru. I think I referred to her as her as um, China. She Sam. calls herself a new music champion. Sure, music champion is probably the phrase I should have went for, but it, I I never really think about what I'm going to refer to them as before I go into it. And I think I went for guru on this occasion. That's yeah, off the cuff, isn't it? She's part of the new music community, probably one of the leading forces in it. Um, got a good, strong Twitter platform where she promotes new bands and artists and uh, provides a good sort of um, stepping stone for them to uh, get their voices heard in the industry. Um, I think there's plenty more people, of course, doing it as well. And she'll she'll mention um, sort of how it became a thing for herself and, and what the good work they do in the industry. Lovely stuff. I'm looking forward to listening to it in edit. Shall we move forwards? Roll the tapes. <laughs> and joining us this week is what I would call a new music guru. Is that is that a good way of putting it? Um, I don't know. Oh, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just me I on the spot. I don't want to big myself up, but yeah, I guess after quite a few years doing it. Um, yeah. I, I, someone but, said to me the other day, you know everything about new music. And I said, I don't know. I said, I've barely like scraped the top of the iceberg. I said, if I knew everything, I think my head would explode, but I, I know quite a lot now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. We can call it a new music guru. It is Sam Shiner. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you, Sean. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thanks. Like I was just saying, we're, we're one man down, um, but we'll, we'll carry on. We'll, we'll soldier on. I think it'll be, be all good for this week. Um, good. But yeah, so I'm very much interested in, in your sort of your story, how, how your elevation on Twitter sort of became a thing. So how did it go from a normal Twitter account to now so many thousands of followers who kind of trust your judgment on, on music? I know it's been, yeah, it's been a crazy few years, really. Um, so I, I don't really know how it started. So I've, I've always been like a champion of like going to watch support bands and checking out new bands and stuff. But I was never really, I didn't really know like a huge number of like upcoming bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of all started and I don't know, there's probably, like, I don't know how many bands, maybe like 30 or something like that. And I said, this is three years ago now, I said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could put on like a night um, of like some of the upcoming bands, like all in, all in one place. Mm-hmm. And so we did it. And I think that's kind of like, I think that's kind of like where it all started. It was kind of before like the radio shows and the podcasts and things like that, that everyone's doing, which is great. Um, yeah, it kind of just went from there really. And I think obviously other bands um, can see what I'm doing to like help people out. And I never say no. So <laughs> if anyone like sends me a song or says, oh, can you check us out? Then I'm like, of course, absolutely. So you I, must I don't have need any long lists of um, yeah. I was going to say you must have long lists of, of songs coming through on a daily basis. I imagine. Yeah, it is quite unmanageable now, actually. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> on a Friday. Like my release radar on a Friday nowadays is like twelve hours long every week. So I've got to yeah. sift through and like make a playlist. But yeah, I think it all kind of started a few years ago, I'd say. Um, and obviously, yeah. So more and more bands like see what you're doing and. And it kind of like developed this like music community because not only was it the bands and the artists that I sort of got to know and was obviously promoting, but I think it, it's inspired a lot of other people to listen to new bands and to do things. Here she is. <laughs> um, and to do things <laughs> like radio shows. Like Lila's on my shoulder. Um, yeah, to do things like radio shows and podcasts. And it's, I, just, I just feel it's a huge community now, which is just mm. ever growing. So it's been, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm so, really glad to be a part of it. 
Yeah. So where was that first gig then that you, you put on? Who was who was playing at that one? Um, so it was at the Coventry um, Empire, Empire and Coventry, the old okay. building. They've just moved to a yeah. shiny new one. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I had bands from all over the UK. None of them were from Coventry. The bloke, <laughs> Dave, that runs the Coventry Empire, when I first phoned him, um, he said I was like an excitable puppy. So basically <laughs> he said, have you put on any gigs before? And I was like, no. And he's like, and what bands are you going to get on? I saw we've got one from London, one from Devon, two from Manchester, one from Wolverhampton, and one from Leeds. And he said, right, so you've never put on a gig. It's an 800 capacity venue. And <laughs> he said, none of that. They're all yeah. unsigned bands. And I was like, yeah. Mm. So we had um, the Lavins. Okay. Their first ever headline show. That's that's massive. I didn't I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I've, I've, I'm not going to get it off the wall because I'll end up breaking it. And um, but yes, yeah, so the Lavins headlined, and we had City Lights from Wolverhampton, Callow Youth from Manchester, mm. um, a band called Roadside from Devon, and um, a guy called Sam Rogers who is in Birmingham. The band from London didn't play, nor did the band from Leeds. It all kind of okay. didn't happen in the end. But yeah, we had um, another band from. Birmingham that were called Bright Flag Dares, but now they've broken up and it's just just a songwriter. But no, it was it was great fun. Like I think yeah. I stressed out for like six months properly. Like I've put my heart and soul into it, but it was such an amazing night and yeah, yeah it was great. Well, you must have sold it to the, to the whoever uh, was worried that you didn't have enough experience by the sounds of it, because obviously I, I know. I think I just <laughs> intrigued him more than anything because I was so I was so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. And I just really wanted to do it. So I, I think he was just like, okay, I'll take a punt on it. And yeah. obviously I paid him and stuff as well. But no, it was a really great fun. But, I was always phoning him all the time as well, like asking him questions. Mm. So obviously it's the first time I'd done it. So I just wanted to learn everything I could. So yeah. I think I was a bit annoying in the end. When I, when I first went to go and meet him, he was like, oh my God, you're worse than me. <laughs> I was like following him around, asking him all these questions about how it was all going to work. Um, but no, it was, just, it was just one of those mad moments where I wanted it to be like a Twitter party and it ended up being mm. this like gig in this huge venue yeah <laughs> yeah and obviously like the Lavins have gone on to be absolutely That's... amazing so to say that they played the first of a headline show mm. is just amazing and I'm like really proud of what yeah. they've done yeah well I was I was actually going to ask you um for some examples of where you've maybe seen because you were talking about your watch support bands and obviously you're part of the new music promotion so I was going to ask you some good examples of where you've seen a band sort of grow into into something massive and, and you've already sort of given a prime example um another example I, I remember what going to watch Sla- um, Blood Red Shoes this band mm. called Blood Red Shoes um Slaves were supporting them this was years and yeah. years ago mm. and then Slaves turned out to be really big but Blood Red Shoes they were playing this tiny little venue I can yeah. remember seeing Slaves for the first time thinking like these boys are really cool like yeah. you know you sort of sometimes you see something and you're like wow actually yeah mm. like these boys are going to make it big and they did so yeah, yeah. but it's great though it's, it's, it's a good thing yeah I think yeah. that's that's the most important thing you can go and see so many bands for the price of like don't get me wrong I went to go and watch Royal Blood last night and that's obviously a huge arena gig and those gigs are amazing but also for the price of a ticket of an arena ticket yeah. you can go and see like five five different gigs um mm. and like some amazing amazing bands out yeah. there I'm going to Royal Blood on on Saturday so I, I hope it's a glowing review you've got for them Oh, are you? Oh, it was absolutely brilliant last night. And the Amazons were great as well, supporting them. Yeah, um, yeah it was really loud. Um, but I've seen Royal Blood a few times. It's been a few years. Mm. But yeah, it was really great. Yeah, mm. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, sorry, she's such an attention seeker. I don't know where <laughs> from, honestly. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess the name Lila was is Oasis related. Or... It is, yes. I'm, 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 I'm a massive Oasis fan. Yeah, I, I assumed so, but you know. Um, <laughs> but let's go back to this uh, new music community. Then, how much of an influence do you think that has now on um, on sort of new bands who are trying to find sort of a platform for, to have oh, their music? Huge, a- mm. absolutely huge. And uh, just for example, Dictator from Scotland. So they've built up their kind of fan base through Twitter, um, and they like, they've just supported the Fratellis, Las yeah, Vegas yeah. last night. Um, they've been like, nominated to be like the Scottish upcoming act of the year. Um, but I think like their like whole fan base has just grown. Well, I've, I've watched it right from the beginning. Um, mm. and just, it's just great to see like bands getting like great, great support sorts and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it is the music does this thing where it kind of like just takes all bands on and we share. There's a load of like people that do the same things as me. So we'll, if we find a really good song, we'll share it with each other mm. and then everyone else will play it to everybody else, put it on their radio shows. Um yeah. Obviously, I think really we would love to have a bigger audience, even still, yeah. like yeah. like the size of like Radio X audience. But mm. it's a bit of a touchy subject, like what stuff gets played on Radio X, and yeah. it's all very it's all down to like the big show producers about what yeah. gets played. It's all and playlisted, and like, yeah, all plays. Like people like John Kennedy do amazing things, like they're like Jim Salverson for Excess mm. Manchester. He yeah. promotes new bands loads. He's, he's um, also been on this podcast as, uh, as Jim. He's, oh, has he? He has. He has indeed. Uh, oh, the alumni. Great <laughs> taste in music, our Jim. But no, he's a lovely guy and he does loads of new music too. Um, but it would be quite nice to see it a bit more like on yeah. the mainstream areas. But I, I do think that it is growing like over the last couple of years and especially like during lockdown, people mm. had more time to like check new music out and find new bands. Yeah. So even well, though it was a horrible time, it was kind of a bonus, I think, for people in the upcoming industry. Yeah, no, definitely. And and one person it has caught the attention of, and I'd like to to sort of have a background as to why Robert Carlyle is involved, isn't he? Or do I see yeah. do I see him crop up on Twitter quite a bit? So what, yeah, how did that come about? Do you know? Or did it well, just... so he got in touch. I can't remember who got in touch with first, but basically, he he's a huge new music fan, so he listens to. God, so many, so many new bands. And he basically, I can't remember who it was that he messaged, but he basically said that he really wanted to be a part of this new music community and that he's been watching it all from like behind the scenes. And he just, yeah, he just absolutely loves it. And sometimes he'll, he does, um, me and my friend Dan do a show every month on a Friday called Friday Night Live. And Bobby like sponsors the show. So he gives us like 50 pounds every month yeah. um, to give to people. It's like a band camp voucher. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're always really grateful. So we always like shout him out on the show and say thank you so much to Bobby for picking. He picks some songs as well every month. Mm. Um, so he picks five, what we call Bobby's bangers. Because um, <laughs> he, he's known as Bobby as well, which sounds quite alien to everyone else. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we know him as Bobby and he picks like five songs every month and then we play them on the show. But we always say thank you so much to Bobby for choosing the songs and for supporting the show and he's honestly genuinely like so humble like no honestly guys thank you so much like I'm so happy and grateful to be a part of it we're like hold on a minute this is begging <laughs> yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's pretty insane. bad but because it's been quite a while now like we've been doing the Friday Night Live show for over a year now so mm. it's kind of like he's like an old friend yeah. I've invited him along to the Raz show in Edinburgh um, in a few weeks because he's okay. back in the UK now after filming for months mm. in Slovakia um I don't know whether he's going to come but I'd love yeah. it if he did that would be amazing no, that, that would be brilliant and it's a nice um little 
you've, you've came on to my next question, so I say. I always say segue. I feel like I always say segue too much, so I was trying to avoid it, but it was a segue into uh, into your bad management move. So was that something you've always wanted to do? Um, and, and what is it about the RAS that uh, drew you to that? Yeah, no, it was never something I'd ever thought of doing. So they is because I've been pushing their new album because it's absolutely amazing that came mm. out last May um so I was constantly like listen to the Raz album it's amazing and I had this message one day on Instagram and it said um oh hi Sam it's Jack from the Raz here the singer mm. um, we were just wondering have, do you know anyone that can like manage a band any good managers they're like because they had a manager and he wasn't really kind of wasn't mm. enthusiastic about them like they really liked him and got on with him but he wasn't kind of like on on board with them and they didn't feel yeah. like he was doing enough and I just said, well, I know like some management people, I said, but I wouldn't be able to vouch for them. I said, I don't really know like what they'd be able to do and whether they'd be any good for you. And they said, well, actually, <laughs> actually, we were wondering if you wanted to do it. And at first I was like, <laughs> no, I was, I've got no experience in it. And they were like, yeah, but you're like well-respected and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. So we had like, a Zoom meeting and it all got on really, really well. So we were like, do you know what? We'll give it a go. And honest to God, they are like my brothers now. I yeah. love them to pieces. And yeah, I, I think if it was any other band, I would have said no. But because yeah. we had this Zoom meeting and we're all like very similar in personality. Um, mm. And yeah, just all get on really, really well. They're very yeah. laid back at the RAS. Okay. Which is good. But sometimes I'm like, you're very laid back. <laughs> Too laid back. <laughs> but no, they're amazing. They are amazing people, amazing talent. And I think I if I didn't believe in them one million percent, I wouldn't I wouldn't have even agreed to give it a go. But I'm glad I did. It's been a really fun year. Yeah. And is the management side of it came naturally or is it something you're learning as you as you go along? Just learn as I go along, really. Um, <laughs> I think when I was doing, when I first did that Coventry gig I was telling you about, mm. I think I expected it to be a lot easier than it actually was. Yeah. In terms of like setting up the, like the gig and stuff like that, that was absolutely fine. I'm quite, the practical things are absolutely fine. Like if something needs doing, admin, stuff like that, I'm absolutely fine with. But it's what I wasn't prepared for when I did the Coventry show was the rejection and the ignorance that you can face in the music industry. Yeah. Where you can send, like I've done, gosh, about 100 festival festival applications this year and we've had we've got a couple lined up but it's only like through the promoters that we have already Hmm. um but yeah so I think I think that's been the biggest struggle for me is you do get a lot of ignorance and a lot of like not rejection it's just they just people just don't answer yeah I think that's the thing because there's so many upcoming bands and there's so many like festivals and things it's just a lot of people are all fighting for the same thing and when I think I don't know the other thing that I find quite hard to deal with is the amount of time I spend thinking about them like it's all the time <laughs> yeah, like I yeah. wake up at like two in the morning and I'll be thinking about stuff about the RAS and it's just like it's 24 7 <laughs> 24 yeah 24 7 yeah. job yeah and, but another thing you you tried your hand at I don't know if this is something you you did before or and maybe it was a reason why you got into the new music thing originally but you've done, done sort of interviews haven't you you've done journalistic um things because I saw you spoke to Paul Gallagher was it recently yeah 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 so yeah yeah, I've become quite good friends with Paul Gallagher you you make friends with everyone do you know what I do though Sean I'll talk to anyone (laughs) me I can't go anywhere without talking to someone Um, and yeah so I did I did um had a chat with Paul he's an he's an interesting guy he came Mm. along to I promoted a show in London as well a couple of months ago now and he came down funny guy funny Mm. thing um, but no, so yeah, I did um, a few in- load of interviews. I did um, Johnny from DMAs. That was great. Mm. 
that was I was like wow that was my first like wow that's really cool mm. um but no I did enjoy in lockdown um my, me and my friends did a podcast called nobody talks anymore um so it was basically like every I think was it every week or every two weeks I think it was every week I did it it feels yeah. a long time ago now and um, but yeah I had a different band and I'm sure it was every week and then my friends edited it and we did it um put it all out online so I did a lot of the upcoming bands then but again it was just something new that I've done and I think with me as well like I'll try anything once me if it doesn't go right then at least I can say I've tried and given yeah. it a go I think it's kind of like a good life mantra now and it's like because I remember, remember doing the first ever radio interview when I was promoting my Coventry gig I managed to get an interview on um Coventry radio <laughs> I've never been so nervous in my life I think yeah. I drank like six glasses of wine before <laughs> I was just sat there shaking like and it was it I was at John about 30 seconds and I was like oh my god but yeah. then I thought but then gradually from there I just kind of expanded my comfort zone I guess yeah and it's just it's opened up so, if you think back to that obviously the Coventry gig it, it must have opened up so many different avenues now for you in turn but like, like we've already spoke about I suppose so uh yeah who knows where, where it could lead I know I know yeah. I, I'm, the dream is to do it full time um but it's yeah it's just hard obviously because it's it, to do like freelance like promotion and stuff like gig promotion things like that and there's no money in radio it must be a nightmare to juggle everything like oh it is yeah it's because I got a full-time job as well so Mm. yeah Mm. boring from nine to five job so it's everything else is just kind of like in the evenings and at weekends and on my lunch breaks and before work yeah when I'm walking the dog things like that so I have to cram it all in you're committed to the cause though so it's it's all good Oh, yeah do you know what? it's a great hobby to have you know it's a great hobby I do enjoy it yeah so before we go on to the the question the theme of the, the podcast question um I want to ask you one thing just before we move on so if you could change one thing about the music industry what would you change I think it would probably be the amount of money that artists get through streaming okay. I think that's, that would probably be the biggest thing because it's just pittance and and especially Spotify especially makes so much money like yeah. if they even if they could I don't know like 50p stream something like that but it's it would never change because it's all about business isn't it at the end of the day but if I could that's what I would change yeah that was a good shout I was going to ask you as well do you think it will will ever change do you think there could be an amount of pressure that could be put on Spotify for them to change it but no I, th- I think what would have to happen is there would need to be something new set up and it would have to be so good that mm everyone would convert to it but it also would rely on the fans wanting to pay more money as well or having to yeah. pay more money. it's like band camp so band camp you can like download albums and buy merch and stuff like that mm. but people wouldn't use it as like a streaming service because it's not as good quality as spotify like i use spotify all the time because it's just so convenient and mm. but I, I think if yeah i think if there's another platform that was set up i don't think spotify will change but maybe if there's another platform where they it was set up for the artists rather than for yeah. money yeah. well fingers crossed fingers crossed but yeah so we ask all of our guests on the fantasy pints podcast if you could go out for a drink with any three musicians past or present so you can spend the whole evening getting to know them picking their brains um you sat around the same table we do we do uh, add that little little thing you're all together who would your first choice be and why um, so my first choice would be Dave Grohl. Okay. Because he's just, the, I, 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 well, I finished reading his autobiography a couple of mm. months ago and 
it's just the way he talks like I, I guarantee he could talk to anybody and he would make anyone feel just like welcome and loved and like he'd really like take time to get to know you and mm. he just seems yeah he just seems like the loveliest man in the music industry so mm. yeah Dave Grohl a million percent I'd love to go for a beer with Dave Grohl yeah it's, it does seem very normal doesn't he, he seems he's not let anything get to his head I would, yeah. I would say throughout his uh and obviously awful news about um Taylor Hawkins this week wasn't it so oh last I week. know absolutely tragic news and do you have you ever seen Food Fighters live I've not then that's oh. it and I've obviously seen videos of them and he's, he's such like an integral part of the band wasn't he and it's, yeah million percent yeah, yeah. and I, I've, I've seen these a couple of times and it's just that energy it's just, I've, yeah. I've never known a headline slot to have you just feel the energy and the love like just it just radiates from them yeah. and yeah an amazing band and when you see Royal Blood on Saturday um, Benji does a uh, really nice tribute for Taylor as well yeah yeah I've seen really a couple cool. yeah, yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah it's very sad um, but yeah, the amount of the so much, um, so many nice stories have come out about him, haven't they? So I think it was just testament to him, his character, really, as a person. Um, so who would be joining Dave Grohl? Amy Winehouse. Yes, I, I think. Yeah. So I was Dave Grohl. I think has been picked by Jim Salverson actually once, but I think Amy Winehouse has came up a few times. And yeah. but what what are your what are your reasons for picking Amy? Well, the funny thing is, before Amy, before Back to Black came out, and she she obviously released Frank was her first album, and I can remember being, I don't know, God, like 13, 14, and she was always on MTV, and she was always hilarious as well. Um, But I think for me, it's just her just completely raw talent, and... I just she she's for me like just the, one of the biggest superstars and just such a shame about what happened because she should have been so so big and yeah, yeah I just think it'd be really interesting to get to know her because she, she kind of seemed like a bit timid and a bit shy and yeah so yeah and I think getting her down the pub yeah and she didn't, she didn't know how good she was I don't think she, I don't, like I don't know if that's the impression she gave off or something but I just I don't think she sort of knew how talented she was in a way I think oh my goodness completely completely yeah so her I think yeah what she thought was Mm. nowhere near like what everyone else could see which is a real shame isn't it yeah but if she could see what everyone else could see yeah have you been to the the Camden pub that um is famous for Amy Winehouse no I've not been I love Camden though I will next I'm going to London on Wednesday actually I'll see if I can find time to go I'm going to watch Royal Blood again Again, (laughs) my friend works from the ticketing company yeah um so he was like oh sam i've got a box um like free booze and he said it took me like a second to think who who am i going to (laughs) ask to come (laughs) with me so i was like sweet i'm booking the afternoon off work and coming down you definitely can't say no to that no i know how do you do do you often see bands more than once on the same tour is that have you ever had the instances where you've done that before yeah, how, what's what's your record of in one tour? Oh my god! Well, I can so the the Maccabees. I yeah, was literally, oh, I I was the, literally the Maccabees' biggest fan. Me and my me and my brother and our friend Bailey, we mm. followed them everywhere. Like we went to pretty much after like the second album. I think we went to about fifty percent of all their tour dates. And okay. when they did their fine farewell shows, farewell shows at Ali Pali, mm. we did the, we did it every night. Okay. <laughs> how many how many were there? Was the of the Ali Pali shows? Pardon? How many of the Ali Pali shows were there? Three, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And yeah. I cried at every one. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. But we had like different groups of friends that came with us each night. So we were holed up in this like skanky hotel. Mm. And um, 
and just stayed there for three days. Didn't We didn't even go out the vicinity because we got so drunk on the first night. We just ended up staying the Weatherspoons all day Friday, went to the <laughs> on the Friday night, did the same on the Saturday. Um, but but no, we, we had like different friends turn up for the gig. So it was, and the weird thing was, is it was all friends that we'd all been to like Maccabees shows with over the years. So it was almost like all these different groups of friends were turning up and we would, we got to like share like with my, my moment with like all our friends too. But mm. yeah, I was a huge Maccabees fan and yeah. Yeah, just really sad when they broke up. Yeah, I have a I have a sneaky feeling that in maybe the next five years there might be a bit of a reunion, but I don't, I don't know why. I think it'd be massive when if when they get back. Well, yeah, well may, maybe they will because I remember bumping into Felix years ago and I was like, mm. um, "Are you gonna are you gonna like release new music?" And he said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna hopefully do some stuff as like a solo artist." And he hasn't done it yet. Orlando's doing amazing. Yeah, well. yeah. but mm. I think like creatively, I think they're all quite different now. Like Orlando, Orlando's music is quite experimental now. Yeah. So I think if they were to come back, it would probably be more of an experimental mm. album rather than like X-ray, like full-on indie guitar anthems. Yeah. But yeah, one of the best indie bands there was. Million yeah. percent. Yeah. No, definitely. And who is your third and final pick then for your fantasy pints? I'm sure you can guess as his face is behind me. It would be Liam Gallagher. Okay. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> it would be Liam Gallagher. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And is it the obvious reason? Is it just because because Liam Gallagher? I suppose is that is that he's just he's, he's just my hero. I just I just love him to bits, and I think he's absolutely hilarious. So I, I think if I went to the pub of Liam Gallagher, I'd just be in st- like Liam Gallagher, Amy Winehouse, and Dave Grohl sitting mm. around a purple table. That just that's just my dream. Yeah, but yeah, I, think... I, I love. I just love Liam. I just think he's so witty, and mm. I just think the way that he's connected with all these younger this younger generation of fans as well yeah. and he just don't he don't care does he no don't give an f about anything so no. he's yeah he's just a legend yeah and are you still a noel fan as well or is it is it oh god new? yeah absolutely love noel seen yeah i've seen noel just as much like on the solo thing just as much as i have liam so yeah, yeah there's absolutely no i love I've, i love them both i'm not gonna i've got pictures of them all around my house <laughs> yeah no i love noel and liam equally i'm gonna they'll ever get back together some- no no no, I no. Think... not even a little percent in your head thinks no. i th- i think the defining moment for me that i realized they they weren't going to get back together again was after the manchester bombings because i mm. think if noel gallagher was ever going to do it yeah. then they would have got I, re- I think they would have at least done it for that one night and i think the fact that noel said no to that after something so huge i just think he must be completely adamant that Mm. it's not what he wants to do but they're both really successful and i like noel's solo stuff is so so good so yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy to go and watch them both yeah. separately it's fine are you going to nebworth at all or i'm not you know it was weird like i was i was tempted but then i think the whole logistics of the day was sort of uh put put, put me off slightly and i thought Mm, well, am I going to go eventually? And then it sold out straight away, didn't it? I was, yeah, but... I got to go for the Saturday, but I still not got a hotel. So I booked a hotel before they went on sale, like reserved mm. one. Booked the booked the tickets, and then two days later, the hotel emailed me to say, due to an admin error, we've overbooked one thousand rooms. That's that happened to us at Neighbourhood Weekend. Exactly the same thing. Like the hotel had overbooked everyone. It was a, it was a nightmare. What did you do in the end? Did you find somewhere? We they gave us free taxis to somewhere in Manchester. So they were just like ferrying us about to different like twin hotels and stuff like that. Oh, that's all right then. Oh, what a yeah. nightmare. But yeah, I still don't know where I'm going to sleep. That's the rock and roll part of it. I could just be wandering around Nebworth. I might just I might just take my rucksack and like hike to London or something. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> 
yeah. but no i'll sort it out i've, I've heard a rumor there's gonna be like campsites popping up nearby so mm. hope yeah. you don't pull up or like me and my friends like we've seen like bands like stone roses in london and stuff like that where we've just hired a coach like a coach with a driver so they'll mm. drop us off and then pick us up after yeah no. so we might do that i think you'll do definitely be one of the gigs of the year it'll come it'll come around fast i'm sure um but yeah no good good choices um thanks very much for for doing this for joining us us on me sorry this time on the pod i'm too used to saying that um before before you go what what plan what's your plans for 2022 um in terms of sort of the new music in terms of the rouse that side of thing so so we just did like a run of like three sold out shows which was amazing like was absolutely tough that they sold out mm. we've got edinburgh next at the this amazing venue called the caves it's beautiful it's like oh so so stunning it's, it's normally a wedding venue um but yes yeah, so that's the next gig and then we've got birmingham and bristol towards the end of the month we've got a couple of festivals one on the first of may one on the 7th of may then we've hopefully got isle of Wight, um and i think why not perhaps in july um and then autumn tour so straight off the back of edinburgh we'll be announcing a bigger autumn tour with so I think we're going to do like Liverpool, Manchester, London, Leeds, maybe Birmingham, Aberdeen and Glasgow, I think. So, yeah, some just all my leave and money is being spent on the RAS this year. Just like, like <laughs> my trip to Edinburgh is costing me so much money because it's Easter weekend. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's costing me an arm and a leg. And we're going to watch the war on drugs on the Sunday as well. So Very I'm good. staying in Edinburgh for a couple of days. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. And in terms of the music stuff, like I've got my radio show on a Sunday, so I'll keep doing that and my weekly playlists and mm. everything like that. I, I was hoping to do like a new podcast series, but time, I run out of time. <laughs> I was going to so. say, you're, you're strained for time as it is by the sounds of it. So uh, you do well yeah. to put that in. But who knows? And it all sounds exciting. And you're doing a great thing for sort of the music industry, especially for new bands. So um, I'm sure everyone appreciates you uh, continuing the good work. Oh, no, I, it's, honestly, it's always my pleasure to do it. Like these are the guys with the talent. I'm the one with the platform. It's I got the easy job, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that it makes bands' lives just even slightly easier. Mm. And I, th- I think as well, I think the biggest thing is just the encouragement Mm. so I think a lot of bands like starting out maybe they're having like a bit of self-doubt when they're sending out thousands of emails and not getting any replies and I think this Twitter community is it's just a nice place like the bands feel like they're wanted and people enjoy their music and they really really appreciate the time that everyone gives so it's a nice happy place yes it is indeed and I appreciate the time that you gave us as well. So, uh, it, Very well. like it, out of your hectic schedule, by uh, by all accounts. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit a bit of worse for wear today after all blood last night. I had work today as well. <laughs> Wake up this morning and I was like, oh god. Oh, that- I, was, I, was, I was down in beer last night and I was like, my friend. I was like, why was I downing? Why was I downing beer? <laughs> I was it working from home or did you have to did you have to go in oh no i work from home so it's, ah, so it's a, li- a little bit better isn't it? text me edge off i suppose yeah. you wanted to have to travel out um, but yeah so hope you hope your hangover recovers soon if it's still uh still lingering but thanks, thanks so much. nice early night and gym in the morning <laughs> yeah, sounds good sounds good well you enjoy raw blood on saturday and check out the amazons too like they're i've seen them a couple of times they're always really good. i've seen both Amazon's and Royal Blood, but it's only been at festivals, so it'd be uh, good to see them at a, a gig. Very gig. loud. Yeah. Yes. The Amazon's new song sounded really, really good last night. I, I, when I first listened to that, I said, I messaged my mate saying it's, it already sounds good live. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I just it know was it's really good. Be... Mm. Oh, but no, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. 
no, it's uh, our pleasure. So thanks very much. And uh, yeah, best of luck with all the all the music stuff. Best of luck for the rest of the year. Thank you so much. And Jess, you too. I look forward to hearing this whenever it's out. Yes, thank you. Take care. Well, that was Shana Sam. It was a great episode, Sean. I'm disappointed that I missed that one. How did you find it? I thought it was brilliant. Um, you haven't actually listened to it back yet, have you, James? We're recording these intros and outros beforehand. Um, you didn't sound very convincing anyway, but I'm sure you will enjoy it once you do get around to listen. I have absolutely no, no doubts <laughs> that I will enjoy this one. I'm editing it back, as I have with every single episode, Sean, that I've edited um, post-recording mm-hmm. when I've been absent from the main body of the podcast. Was that, there was actually, you do a fantastic job. Oh, stop it. Um, there was actually a special guest that joined her as well. Um, do you want me to leave, leave that as a surprise for you or...? No, you can tell me. I'm looking forward to hearing it now. It was Lila the dog. Was Lovely. present for most of the interview. Breed? Uh, it was a dog. Okay. And that's as far as I can tell you. That's Big, as... little? No. Okay, you know... this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. You're going to try to describe the dog, and I'm going to try to guess the breed. It had fur? Yep. Curly, straight, it... short, long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It was brown. Flat face or not? It had a face. <laughs> Big or little? Um, I'd say on the on the dog scale, it was it was medium. <laughs> <laughs> sounds to me a lot small, like small to medium. Sounds a lot like a cockapoo to me. Could well have been, but who knows? You're talking to the person who once in high school, my my friend asked. What what car my dad had, and I said a green one, and I wasn't even I, that, and that wasn't even that wasn't even a joke. That's what I thought that who was, was gonna... when you say your friend, who was your friend? It was uh, Tom Thomas William Horton. Brilliant, yeah. Tom Willie Toad. Yeah, indeed, that was his game attack. <laughs> it was his game attack, uh, but yeah, that 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 wasn't even me. Joking when I said that—that that was just a green one. I'm not a car man. Else, I'm not a car. Who else had a green car? Clive Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a blast from the past, uh, and that is a fact. Mm? He had a green Vauxhall Safira, and his son was a fantastic winger, yeah. Yeah, a good tackler. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note. <laughs> we'll close we'll close the pod um, you can find Northern us at- Chorus you can find us on Facebook I'm jumping in on everything Sean today Northern Chorus UK on Facebook Northern Chorus underscore on Twitter Northern Chorus on Instagram www.northernchorus.co.uk and find the Fantasy Pints podcast on all streaming platforms as well as a video version on the YouTube full marks again there for the, the socials um, I think when I finally get around to doing it again I'll, I might have forgotten them myself so maybe we should test me next week maybe although I do have to look at them on a daily basis I just felt like taking the reins for once today you did you did you've done fantastic thank you very much goodbye see you next week-ish <laughs>